listening to the Taming Crazy podcast with Alicia, Deb, and Sue, where each week we'll share our views from the middle. We're talking the ups, the downs, and everything in between of being a midlife woman in today's world. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Is there a helicopter flying over yesterday? And I'm like, what, what, what's that doing? What's happening? <laughs> Are they evacuating us? It's the end of the world. Oh, I don't know where this is going to go tonight, but we'll see. So welcome to the Taming Crazy podcast. I'm Alicia and I'm here in spirit only with Deb and Sue. Hello, girls. Hello. As usual, the three of us are recording from our own homes, so we haven't had to change anything when it comes to our weekly podcast. But since we're under a state of emergency right now, how are you girls managing staying at home? It's been a long week. <laughs> yes, it has. Because oh. I have been social isolating for a full week now because I had that cough last week. Yes. And oh, I'm so ready to leave the house. Like, I did take mm-hmm. myself out for a walk yesterday, but, yeah, I kind of just miss seeing people. I've been social isolating my whole life. <laughs> you know, I prefer it that way. But, you know, when you're told you have to do it, then you kind of like, oh, now I want to go out. I didn't want to talk about the coronavirus situation tonight because I wanted to talk about something completely different. But to be honest, how can we not talk about something that's affecting every single person in the world right now? You know, yeah, I think yeah. it's it's on everybody's mind. That's all we can think about. So let's get it out there and talk about it. We're all going through it. And with that comes a lot of fears and anxieties. And we know that when we don't address these things that bother us, they just fester and eat away at us. So let's not bury them. Let's just shine a light on them and see if we can feel better at the end of it. Yes. Who wants to share something that they're thinking or feeling right now that they want to get out there in the open? No, I think it's just this general uncertainty. Like I'm not somebody that needs everything to be really rigid and scheduled. I don't need to know what's happening all the time, but I have to say that um, I'm very attached to our Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Dina Hinshaw, because like just hearing her voice and her giving those updates is kind of really important for me because that kind of just, it's okay, it's under control. And, you know, I've worked most of my life in healthcare and I know, like, I absolutely have 100% confidence in my colleagues in healthcare around the world to to get on top of this Mm -hmm. and I find that's really helpful. She does have a very calming and she's just wonderful. You know you want to listen to her and it's I think it's the same thing with I think it's Dr. Bonnie Henry in BC think that's her name I apologize if it's not but she has the same kind of manner about her you know it's very calming and she's, it's almost like, you know, they're telling you the truth. You and know? Dr. Tam as well. Um, oh, yes. From a yes. federal perspective. Please note all women. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I yes. know there are That's guys true. out there as well, but I think it's absolutely phenomenal that we have these wonderful, wonderful women really leading from the front and being strong and calm and composed and spreading that. Yes. They are just saying, this is what the situation is. This is how we're dealing with it. And this is how you can help. And there's something really comforting about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Deb, do you have anything that's kind of on your mind right now? Well, probably nothing, you know, any different. It's just emotional, like the overwhelming emotion of trying to be normal, but it's like this over and under reacting kind of all at the same time. And it's, I don't know, I think because it has affected everyone and it's affected, you know, my family members, I'm sure yours, co-workers, it feels just so enormous emotionally. It's been a very emotional week, really has Mm -hmm. been. But, you know, it has been for everybody. And I think Mm -hmm. it's okay to to feel that way because, you know, we're all kind of trying to navigate this time that's unprecedented. And that's really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really weird that because I, I do see a lot of emotion in, you know, on Facebook, on Twitter and, you know, sort of conversations. And I haven't had that very emotional reaction to it and I think maybe that's why I'm so tired I think I'm just holding it all in oh that could be yes and it's just something as you were talking then I think that's why I'm so tired I think I just feel as if I have to be so composed I don't know who I'm being so composed for but yeah I'm exhausted yeah Mm -hmm. When you're talking to staff members or co-workers, you know, they want answers. And when you can't give them all the answers, it feels like you're letting them down. You know, because yeah. my packed answer this week is, is being, I don't really know it's a fluid situation because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. But you want to comfort them. You know, you want to say it's going to be okay. And it is going to be okay. We are going to get through it. But I understand why everybody is very, very anxious right now. and. I've written down several concerns that I want to share with you. (laughs) (laughs) You both know that over the last several years, I've worked really hard on my emotional health. And as a result, I no longer suffer with anxiety. And one of the big shifts I've made is not to actually use the word anxiety or worry because they carry too much weight for me. And I feel them in my body too strongly. So when something is bothering me emotionally, I call it a concern. And when it comes to this bizarre situation that we find ourselves in, I do have a few concerns and I know other people might agree with me. And the first concern I have is my parents. They are going about their business as normal. There's our reality in which the entire world is shutting down and people are sick and in some cases they're dying and we're all focused on flattening the curve as they call it. And then there's my parents' reality, in which it's based on them not really know anyone who's sick. So in their small town, they think they're safe. They think the media is blowing everything out of proportion. And so are we. We've pleaded with them to self-isolate. And they say that they are, but they're still going out and about to the grocery store every day as normal. And we can't force them to stay in. Or as I said to someone the other day, we can't lock them in the attic. I know it's totally out of my control, but I really wish they'd listen to our health ministers instead of Fox News. So that is a concern of mine. Sue, I don't know about it, if it's a concern of your parents, but I have heard it from other people too. Our parents aren't listening. Yeah, I must admit I did 
mean to FaceTime them today because I just wanted to check on them because I know my mum is a doer and my dad is a doer. So they will be out pottering around and this, that and the other. And I'm hopeful that they are listening because we chatted about it and I said to them, please don't go to Mass. Do not go and sit in the church with however many other people that'll be coughing and sneezing and just yeah being human <laughs> yes and they mm-hmm. didn't go oh well but that's good than, yes it's a good start otherwise i don't know i think my mum's maybe a bit more anxious about it than she would let on but yeah i think i'm just kind of keeping an eye on it because you know i know they've been looking after my nieces and my nephew because my sister had to work my sister has a job where she's working with an awful lot of people she's working with the public and she's traveling around and i'm like oh please stop please yeah i was listening to you then sue i'm thinking you know our parents generation They grew up with these things happening. And the first thing you do is you want to help. So right away, you want to turn to people and help. But this is something new for all of us. This is something where you've got to stand back and try to figure out how to help from a distance. And we're really not used to that. You know, you can't even go and if somebody's in trouble, you can't even go and give them a hug, which, you know, at least helps them feel a little better. We're not even doing that right now. Mm-hmm. This is uncharted territory, so to speak. That might be something yeah. that our parents are having trouble with. The second concern I have is for my sons, because both of them are kind of affected by this turndown in the economy right now. So I do have a bit of concern for their financial future. You know, I want them to be okay. But I think that's the same for every single person. We're concerned about everybody's financial future right now. That brings me to the third one, which is a concern for the economy. I think this is a massive concern for most Canadians. The The economy was already struggling, and then this situation has made everything so much worse. So I'm concerned of how long it will be to recover. And the last one is like everybody else's concern, which is the unknown. You know, I think this is the hardest thing to deal with, especially if you I've ever suffered from anxiety to any degree. The unknown is the scariest thing. When the future is based on this unprecedented situation, it can be extremely stressful for people. And I know that everything that I've said about my concerns are centered around things that I have no control over. So I have to remind myself that the only thing that I can control is how I react to this situation. That's hard, but it is doable. And I am working on that every day. But I don't know if you feel the same way about the unknown right now. Definitely. I I bet you, you know, there's nobody that is not worried about what is to come, what is going to happen. I think we're all feeling that way. This week has been totally an emotional up and down. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you think, okay, we've got this, we can do this. And the next minute you have this kind of feeling of, oh my gosh, are we going to be okay? Yeah. And then something will happen and then you're back up again, rallying troops. So it's mm-hmm. it's been a, a roller coaster of emotions this week. Yeah. One thing that I've noticed, like, because like say this week, things have kind of peaked and kind of troughed and, and gone all over the place. But 
I'm really noticing that whole, like, even though we are all social distancing and, you know, sort of waving at people in the, in the far distance, like, the relationship building that I've been doing is so important. Like, relationships with my work colleagues and, you know, obviously with my family as well, because we're, we're getting used to a whole different way of things being. Like, yes. I'm at home all the time, I've got the boys here with me, and my husband is still going to his work because he has to. And I think the relationships, I really hope that that's something that's going to be good that comes out of this, is that we see more of that humanity and thinking about each other and just kind of that willingness to express how we're feeling and to, to talk about that because I think you know if ever there was a time to be honest about how you're feeling this is probably it yeah absolutely yeah I think you're right I think in times like this people do tend to band together in the workplace to make sure that everything is sorted out and I have really seen that this week you know people mm -hmm. just know what they need to do and how to make somebody else's life a little bit easier and they just do it without even asking or thinking about it so I think you're right Sue I think this does forge better relationships with each other even if we can't give anybody a hug or <laughs> shake their hand or whatever <laughs> um, Last week, we talked about self-care and the six components required to feel cool. And when one of, or more of those components are missing, we fall out of balance. And I think that's actually what's happening right now. If you remember the six components were physical, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, social, and safety and security. And I think this situation that we find ourselves in has severely affected a lot of people's sense of safety and security. And, you know, many people are struggling financially, and it can be difficult to create a safe environment, whether it's home or at work or with our families. I think our social self-care is somewhat difficult. And our emotional self-care can be hard to deal with because, you know, the anxiety of everything happening and the fear of the unknown is creating a lot of emotions. And our physical self-care may be affected because, you know, all of the stress may be affecting our sleep or the way we eat. So I think our whole sense of self right now is completely out of balance. Mm -hmm. At this stage, I feel I need to make an announcement about physical self-care. I have signed up for another fitness thing. <laughs> well done, Sue. Excellent. That's awesome. And I will not be able to walk tomorrow. But yeah. like I am finding, and I don't know whether it is because I'm in the house all the time, I have to do something. I really, really have to move because yeah. otherwise I, I just feel squashed. Mm-hmm. It is difficult when you're at home. Your environment is a lot smaller. You're not walking that far to get to the kettle anymore. Um, you know, no, so there's a lot. Sometimes I don't even walk. Sometimes I just text somebody. To <laughs> yes. Every single one of those components of self-care may be affected right now. I thought of it for myself and I'm thinking, okay, I'm feeling out of balance right now. 
So what I thought of was that it's important to not look at this situation and this self-care as a whole, but to break things down into those six sections. And, you know, this situation is huge, so we can't be expected to feel okay with what's going on because it's a lot. I think it's important to just break things down into those six components and work on them separately. Yeah, and to realize that if you don't manage to do everything one day really doesn't matter you know if you are feeling completely emotionally flooded one day then give yourself time to to rest and recuperate from that a little bit and don't beat yourself up about it because if there's anything that's normal at the moment it is feeling all over the place Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Deb do you have anything to add to that I'm all over the place this week I feel like I've yeah been put in a bottle and shaken upside down and you know my Daughter was laid off. She works at a optometry clinic and they've all been shut down in Alberta as of today. She's been laid off and my son's fiance has been laid off. And, it, you know, when it affects you directly and it's your kids, it's, um, it's tough. But I see even how it goes down and it's affected my grandson. And I saw him yesterday and he's an emotional disaster right now because his structure... And his routine has has completely changed. And he, you know, doesn't understand everything. He understands a little bit of what a six-year-old should understand. And he sees, you know, his mum the way she is. She's been laid off and she's worried. And so, you know, until they get their new normal and their new routine, it's disturbing. And it's, um, so I can imagine what every family are feeling. Well, because, you know, kids pick up on so much and they don't understand why they're not going to school right now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. That's right. My teenage boys are kind of struggling with the not going to school as well. Mm -hmm. Although they are massively enjoying the fact that they don't have to get up in the morning and that they can (laughs) spend as much time, you know, gaming as they want. We've had lots of emails from the school, lots of information from the school about what's happening, what needs to be picked up. You know, and also kind of getting things in place for the online learning that's coming their way. Yeah. And that's going to be difficult and not hanging out with the buddies because they're like, but mum, just talking to them isn't the same. And I'm like, it's the same for all of us. I know you want to hang out. I know you want to do something, but like, you you just can't at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is a complete unknown right now, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Nothing is normal right now makes it difficult to understand. And I'm sure the older they are, the more they understand. But like you said, Deb, you know, a six-year-old, you can't expect them to really understand what's going on. And how much do you actually tell them anyway? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Sue, you might be able to answer that a little bit more, working with children. Well, to be honest, I think it's answering whatever questions they have Mm -hmm. and you know just trying to to put it into language that they'll understand Mm -hmm. and letting them know that it is completely fine to feel overwhelmed and unsure and kind of maybe even a bit angry and frustrated because you know I think I've said it before all emotions are okay it's just how we express them they may just need a little bit more help with that because I do (laughs) yeah you know at the moment i'm like you know probably a bit more jumpy than i would be usually and you know the the fuse is that little bit shorter yeah yeah 
I do think that there's a lot of worried parents right now mm-hmm. and it's very difficult to hide your emotions away from your children talking about it like we're talking right now you know what are you concerned about what's bothering you how are you feeling and having that open dialogue I think is really really important yeah I mean I've told my kids I'm worried because yeah. I don't know what's going to happen but I do have a sense that you know it's it's going to be okay I don't know when but we will work our way through this yeah <laughs> definitely it's important to talk about things that worry us I think we all just really need to keep talking, whether it's to a loved one or a friend. You have to reach out and chat. And if you're having a real difficult time, people have to contact their local mental health association because they're there to listen. They can give you some guidance or some clarity. One thing to remember is if someone is sharing their worries and their fears with you, Saying think positively is one of the most useless things you can say to an anxious person. (laughs) It sounds like it's helpful, but trust me, it is not helpful at all. And if somebody is saying to you think positively, you usually shut down at that point. So just listen. You don't have to fix anything. You just have to listen. And if you do want to be helpful, saying something like, on the bright side, this is happening. You know, share something strong and compelling we can all relate with. And that's sometimes enough to just at least turn the volume down on the anxiety. Yeah. But please don't say anything positively. And if there's a way to get people laughing, because humor is so important right now. Mm-hmm. I have shared so many bad, inappropriate, dark jokes with, you know, friends and colleagues and things. And it really does help. You have to laugh no matter what. You you have to have something to laugh about. Another thing too is that if you are anxious or worried or concerned, you need to self-preserve. By that I mean turn off the news. Don't engage with negativity. Don't repost negative posts. There's enough for people to worry about right now, so you don't need to add to that. So block, mute, turn it off, do whatever you need to do. Go for a walk instead. Get out of your head and get into your body. And that makes a massive difference. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. think, you know, especially going outside, I mean, I'm not sure what it's like everywhere else. I know that where I am, it has pretty much snowed or there's been white stuff blowing around for the past couple of days and it's just beginning to do my head in but getting outside yesterday and kind of feeling something very physical like feeling the the cold and to have the snow on my face was actually quite useful it kind of grounded me a bit in a way that I needed it Mm -hmm. may not work for everybody but I have to say for, for me yesterday that was really useful and the other thing as well sort of as we're talking about you know ways of looking after yourself things like guided meditations Again, you know, especially if you're not sleeping, then, you know, just having those things that kind of help you just to to relax and, and switch your body off and your brain off a bit, again, might be really valuable at this time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're just nice even just to get out of your worries just for five minutes, just to ground mm-hmm. yourself a little bit. Yeah. One of the things that has made me laugh most is we were talking about you know sort of the the things about your appearance that you know normally we think is so important but we can't get them done at the moment 
So, as you know, I worry about my eyebrows. <laughs> and I'm beginning to think, oh my God, I am going to have to take them into hand and I'm going to have to have a go at keeping on top of them myself. So there's every chance I'm going to come out of this with no eyebrows at all <laughs> or massive eyebrows. I, I wonder how many either painted on eyebrows we're going to see or unibrows. Yes. <laughs> Natural hair colour. Oh, yes. There's going to be some roots to show. So let's change it up a little bit and look at some of the positive things we've seen or heard about. One thing that's happened is that we've seen an outpouring of kindness and compassion from people around the world, which always amazes me. The hashtags um, caremongering and isolate for love, the Facebook groups, the community groups, the free online courses that have been and museums, the museums, stores opening early for seniors only, all the lovely people who are the helpers and the carers and the bright lights, and they always outnumber the ones who are out for themselves. Yeah, they're just amazing. Like the people mm-hmm. that just go above and beyond, always amaze me. And I think that's what gives me hope. I think it's seeing those things. I think that we're going to see more and more of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I really hope that we do because, you know, I, I can't help believing that people are inherently good. Yeah. And I just, I strongly, strongly believe that that's going to be the best thing to come out of that, out of this whole situation. I do think that the good outnumber the bad. I think the amount of people that have stepped up to the plate. I get messages every day from just the little street that I live on. Someone saying, I'm going to the store. Does anybody need anything? There's no point in all of us going. You know, just those simple little things are amazing. Even the distilleries in town that have now switched from making alcohol to making hand sanitizer. Like, people are just willing to do whatever it takes to make this situation just a little bit easier for people. Yeah. And the innovation, you know, what a great time to be figuring out how to do the things that we didn't do before. Yes. People are innovative. You know, when things happen, you always hear of people finding a way to make it better. I think it will be a better better world to live in once we get through this. I hope that's true. What else can you add to help us remain positive or what do you suggest we focus on does anything come to mind it's springtime isn't it did spring arrive today it certainly did somewhere yeah somewhere (laughs) not here (laughs) it will be spring soon if it isn't where you are currently yeah that is true i think within the next few weeks Some of us will be able to get out into the garden, start gardening, or at least plan what we're going to be planting. And I think what I would suggest is actually looking at those six parts of self-care and concentrate on at least one of them and say, how can I fix this today? How can I make this one better today? And I know, you know, there's a lot of people, like you said, Deb, where people are being laid off, like your daughter Mm -hmm. and your daughter-in-law. And that's a very, very anxious kind of thing because your financial situation is your livelihood. 
when they can sign up for their benefits and get that out of the way, when you can get your taxes done, so you can maybe do a budget, you know, things that will make you feel like you have some control actually makes you feel a lot better. Yeah, it's doing those practical things that Mm -hmm. just need to be done and got out of the way. Yes. Yeah. Because it can seem overwhelming right now. You know, there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to that. But I will say that I am incredibly impressed with our federal government and what they have announced this week. You know, Mm -hmm. all the measures that they've put in place so that people won't be struggling financially. I am incredibly impressed by that. Yeah. And it's being done pretty swiftly. Yes. And there's more to come yet, apparently, right? So they're not done yet. I think it just actually puts people at ease. Yeah, definitely. We know that our health is of the utmost concern to our government and to our doctors and to our nurses, and we're going to be taken care of no matter what happens. We are absolutely blessed with our healthcare system. We are. Anything else that you'd like to add? Stay safe, people. Definitely. Um, Yes, keep up that. I think I heard the other day that we shouldn't call it social distancing because we still want to be social. So we should call it physical distancing, which I think is is better, although it's a little bit harder to roll off the tongue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all for now then. So stay safe, like Sue just said. And remember, this too shall pass. And until next time, bye for now. Bye. Bye. Deb, you're not thinking of anything else to add right now, are you? (laughs) Go on, Deb, do it, do it. Before you go, we legally have to tell you that all the opinions and information we share on this podcast is based on our own personal experiences and should never be taken as professional advice. We may sometimes sound like we know what we're talking about, but the Taming Crazy podcast is for entertainment purposes only, so please consult with a qualified professional for any and all health advice. Thanks for listening. Bye.